Money Catcher Leadership Podcast brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Jenny Catron, your host. Excited for you to join me today. I have a conversation for you with Jeff Reeder. Jeff is an author, speaker, businessman, a regent at Baylor University. He is somebody who just pursues life by design. He is an entrepreneur and a strategist, and he has a, a new book called Do Life Differently, A Strategic Path Toward Extraordinary. And we had a great conversation just about the significance of our faith and how it informs our work, the importance of self-leadership, the significance of being intentional with your legacy and uh, your impact as a leader. And so just a fun conversation. Jeff is a ball of energy. He was a delight to talk to. And I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Jeff Reeder. Well, Jeff, welcome to the podcast. I can already tell we're going to have a fun conversation today. Oh, thanks, Jenny. What a privilege to get to spend some time with you and actually some time with all these extraordinary people that you're connecting with on this important podcast. It's a it's a real privilege for me. Well, I am thrilled. And uh, I, I, I mentioned this to you before we started the the recording that I always love how just the podcasting world, you get connected to people that you might otherwise not meet. And as soon as, um, you know, I got the information about you and your book that recently released, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm excited to get to know Jeff. So if you would give, give the listeners just a little bit of your backstory, tell us about who you are. Okay, great. Well, I'm such a knucklehead, first of all. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, this, this incredible podcast is probably being dragged down to uh, a, an all new level of depth uh, oh, in, in who it would have as a speaker or a, or a participant. But gosh, I've, I've just been on this journey with, with God that I think uh, over my 59 years of life has been just uh, so much better than I deserve. I'm, I'm the managing partner of a really large financial services firm that I'm really proud of, about 170 financial advisors wow. uh, in the southern part of Texas. Uh, and I'm also just really involved in a lot of other things uh, around the country and in my community uh, that are normally uh, faith-based uh, things that are the, in the pursuit of impact. I see myself as somebody that's called to be a catalyst in the mm -hmm. life of others. Uh, one of my favorite acronyms, uh, which is uh, part of my theme for 2021, is the word HOPE in the form of an acronym, which for me is helping others pursue extraordinary. And so mm -hmm. uh, the reason why I'm here today with you, Jenny, is just exactly that. I want to I wanna be somebody that, that maybe puts a little more hope out there uh, in the life of a person that may or may not need it, but uh, I'm hopeful to be a catalyst. I love that. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, it's fun that I love that acronym, uh, hope, 
helping others pursue extraordinary because uh, one of my books, uh, The Four Dimensions of Extraordinary Leadership, uh, is so extraordinary is a word that I particularly love. Do catch us up a little bit. You wrote a book called Do Life Differently, A Strategic Path Toward Extraordinary. So give us a little backstory on that. How did those concepts come to be? How did that acronym of hope become so important to you? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, Jenny. Um, man, first of all, it seems like I'm the least and the last that would have written a book. Uh, literally took me five years, a uh, lot of a lot of editing. I'm kind of a perfectionist, mm-hmm. and uh, but the book really came out of my desire to be a, a catalyst in the world and seek to make a difference and have an impact. For many many years, I've been you know, leading a financial firm as well as leading a a consulting company around this idea of do life differently, lead yourself, life by design, not by default, Uh, being more intentional about what what your vision is, and then creating habits to get you in the direction of that vision. And so it just became a really fun thought to write this crazy book that tells some stories, stories of, of, of adventure, usually outdoor adventure. And, uh, and then that, and then those outdoor adventure stories are, are there to make a point. That's great. That's great. Was that, you know, kind of that intentionality of living life by design, not by default, has that just always been something intuitive to you? Or was there a catalytic moment that really kind of brought that to life and became, you know, just so, so important to you? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, in in some ways, it's been a life journey, but there was a moment or a, a moment in time that was such an interesting thing. Uh, when I was a junior in high school, a long time ago in Jinx, Oklahoma, right there near mm-hmm. Tulsa, mm-hmm. we lost the state championship football game. And uh, uh, it was called That's the a Jinx. big deal in Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas, that's a big deal. And it was called the Jinx, J-E-N-K-S, Jinx, J-I-N-X. And everybody knew that Jinx couldn't win the big one and they were jinxed to win the big game and they'd never mm-hmm. won a state championship. My junior year, we were this extraordinary team and this horrible cold front came through and, you know, the wind chill was in the negative 20 somethings. And anyway, we lost the game. and. Mm-hmm. It was just bewildering. And there was a group of us um, that were juniors that dedicated ourselves to winning a state championship, which was sort of improbable, um, mm-hmm. but but certainly something we were dedicated to. And then literally 364 days later, we won wow. the first state championship in the jink in the in the history of Jinx, and we broke the Jinx Jinx. And that was the first of 17 cents. Oh and, my uh, gosh. Yeah, that's such amazing. A cool thing. Yeah. So that was a very much of a learning experience where I began to realize that if you set a goal and really focus on it, you know, in uh, multidimensionally and take steps that, that that become habits, yeah, uh, you can actually achieve pretty extraordinary things. That is amazing. That's such a great story. Okay, I'm pivoting with on you a little bit because I, I want to come back to some of that about the book. Um but one of the things I did do love as I'm just learning who you are is, you know, your career has been in uh, the marketplace and the business world, but your faith is really core to who you are from what I've gathered in our conversation. And so talk a bit about why faith is so essential in 
living an extraordinary life? Like, how has your faith played out in your work? Yeah, you know, Jenny, I just had the great privilege of of preaching uh, in in our church here in Houston, which is the largest Baptist church in the world with eighty four thousand members. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that message was on extraordinary yours and my word that we love. I was trying to communicate to this extraordinary audience that being extraordinary is what Christ has called us to do biblically. In other words, He came that we might have life and have it to the full, or have it in abundance or have it in an extraordinary way, if you really study the Greek in all of that. And so, yeah, it's sort of my heartbeat mm-hmm. uh, to be the man that God has creatively designed me to be uh, uniquely in this crazy world. And um, so that's a that's a big deal. And by the way, Jenny, it's clear to me that you're journeying pretty well on that uh, yourself. It, mm-hmm. your, uh, your history is actually phenomenal as to all that has happened in your life that you were uniquely created to do. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I love how, you know, there's certain, there's themes and, and threads, I think that God has in in each of our stories. And then you see how they parallel one another. And um, so, yeah, it's just that same passion and that heart to understand that uniqueness and how God is wired each of us and gifted us. And then to be intentional to pursue that and weaving our faith into just wh- whatever place or a position God has for us. You know, I think as, uh, you know, I told you at the beginning of our, uh, before we started recording that, you know, I started out in the music business and thought that would be my career path for my whole journey. And then uh, God threw me the curveball, and I wound up in ministry full time, you know, but I think one of those things that, that part of that story has taught me is just the importance of, who I am as a follower of Jesus and the things that are important to me uh, carry through wherever, wherever God has placed me, you know, um, whether that's in financial services company like yours that you're leading or whether that's in a ministry context, just the opportunity of making sure our faith is really informing our work and is core to who we are uh, is really key. There's a scripture that says, and it's an interesting scripture because sometimes we misunderstand it, but it's, it's about children, actually. It says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And that's really about train us, even as young people, to get to our bent, to get to the place that we were created and designed specifically on our mission and on this earth for. And as you get older, this, this child will get older and older and bloom and blossom in that bent or in that uniqueness uh, that we were fearfully and wonderfully created to the the niche that yeah. we were created to to hit. So that's so a, that's a cool scripture there. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so let's pivot a little bit and talk um, about leadership because I'm guessing how many how many uh, is it? Did you say agents you have in your firm? Yeah, it's a hundred. You know, the number's somewhere around 170. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm guessing you have a little bit of leadership to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you, as I get older, I keep saying that they're leading me, but the right. reality is uh, it's a symbiotic relationship. And one of my great joys is to be in this role. I kind of pinch myself every day and try to figure out how I get to be associated with such a phenomenal group of people who want to make a difference and and right. lead in in our communities and help people have financial resources and financial security and even financial independence. 
Yeah, so good. Okay, so talk about, you know, I noticed that one of the things you give a lot of attention to is leading yourself. Um, that's a that's a big hot button for me is the importance of self-leadership. I kind of stumbled into it by a lot of not leading myself well. Uh, you know, talk to us about, you know, leading yourself. You know, how do we do that? What does that look like for you? Give us a, your perspective on self-leadership. Yeah, it's such an important question. And uh, in fact, as I was writing the manuscript for my book, Jenny, the the title of it, the title of the manuscript was Lead Yourself. Uh, um, and then we changed it to do life differently. But, you know, I am convinced that we talk a lot about leading others and we don't talk enough about leading ourselves. Yeah. And I'm convinced that that individual self-discipline, self-habit, self-process is really important. And I don't think it's about being absorbed in ourselves, I think it is about being absorbed in a reality that's much bigger than ourselves. Oh, but if I can good. be who I can become, then others might be inspired to join me and journey with me in a way that's that's different or new or unique. And I think that responsibility is a really huge thing. That's huge. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm exactly with you. I think that oftentimes, you know, the hardest person to lead is yourself. You know, you know, it, the the disciplines, the uh, self-awareness, the emotional intelligence, you know, all these things that are so key. And I think what I I saw in my own journey was that, you know, you're so fixated on growing and climbing the ladder and learning how to do the things you need to do to succeed in your career, if you will, that you often overlook the the self-leadership work that needs to be done. And what I see happening with a lot of the leaders I coach is that that stuff catches up with us, right? And we haven't maybe done the self-leadership that we need to do. And, you know, then I'm lacking in some really important skills or disciplines or emotional intelligence that are really key to um, me being able to serve others well. And I'm, I, I love what you said. It isn't about being self-absorbed, right? That's, the, that's a misunderstanding of self-leadership because the more self-aware we are, I think the more selfless we become, you know, we're much more aware of how what's going on with me is impacting those that I lead and uh, helps us just serve others so much better. Tell me a little bit about you've led in remarkable environments. What, what do you see? What kind of mistakes do you see leaders making? Like you have an opportunity right here to coach a uh, hundreds of leaders that are listening to this podcast. What are some mistakes that you see leaders make and what kind of encouragement or coaching would you give? Hmm, man, that's a great question. And and I'm going to really resist um, using any current uh, and or political uh, <laughs> right. illustrations. Sure, <laughs> <or> fair. <laughs> that, that isn't it. But, but I think that the world desperately needs leaders that are substantive, and that are grounded in truth. Um, mm. I, 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 I get it. I get it that it can be effective as a leader to sort of tickle the ears of your people and to say things that they love to hear and, and, uh, and be edgy and even be abrupt. But the reality is that the, the right road for, for a leader is to, is to go in the direction of substance. And I wish that substance could 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 happen quickly. Mm -hmm. I wish we could gain wisdom quickly. I wish we could uh, become quickly exactly who we ought to be. But right. it actually comes for me, at least, really early in the morning. It comes with me reading uh, my favorite book that exists on the planet, which is the Bible, 
and and really digging in and yeah. and trying to be better because uh, because I'm not always good and I'm not always right and I'm certainly imperfect and sinful even and so you know trying to do better and having more depth and having more wisdom to me is hard work that's worth it and it and it meet it makes all the difference in the world uh, in the context of that life of abundance that that has joy and peace and love as a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Talk to me a little bit about what you've noticed this past year. Uh, You know, it's been such a, we'll use all the cliche words, right? Unprecedented and uncertain and chaotic year that leaders have faced. And, you know, how do we lead with purpose in the uncertainty and in the complexity of the environment we find ourselves in? What is, what has helped you in seasons like this? Yeah. Um, you know, Jenny, back to that sermon I preached last weekend at our church, you know, our church asked me to, to preach, which was shocking. And then, the, <laughs> and then specifically it was, uh, coming out of 2020, we want you to, you know, be in the pulpit on the first weekend of the year, you know, in the, in this setting and really get our church focused on the right things as they move into 2021. Well, that scared me to death. And, and certainly took some time up in the fourth quarter of my year thinking about, okay, what am I going to say to this 84,000 member church? And the answer was uh, very biblical, but, but golly, I'll, I'll give you an example of something that was in the sermon. It's that I call it the three isms, okay. the three isms. And I talk a lot with my organization about this. The first ism, ISM, that I would point us to is pessimism. And doggone it, pessimism has no place in our life. And if we're going into 2021 with pessimism, Mm -hmm. then we've got to root that out. And we've got to think differently. Um, It just won't work for us to say pessimistic things, especially about something as important as an entire year of our life. And so then the the topism, you might guess, if the bottomism is Hmm. pessimism, the topism is optimism. Uh-huh. I think optimism is the right way to go. And if, if you do build depth and spend time in truth, you realize that we have way more reason to be optimistic than pessimistic. Um, but then the middle-ism is the harder one to guess, and it is realism, realism. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I challenge people as they go into a year like this to be be realistically optimistic. In other words, don't bury your head in the sand. Yeah, there's been some issues that have happened this year already in 2021 and certainly right. in the latter part of 20. Um, so be realistic, be aware, be educated. But by the way, if if our answer to getting educated is is being in the middle of social media or even in the middle of the media a lot, mm-hmm. that's probably not the way to get realistic awareness of truth. Yeah. And so good. realistic optimism, I think, is a, a, a a key swing thought as we move into 2021. That's really good and really helpful because you're right. I think the temptation is to give in to pessimism and, you know, especially because of all the messaging we hear and the, and, you know, and, you know, all the leaders listening to this are have varying degrees of complexity created by this pandemic. And, you know, for some of them, the, the challenges are very real, you know, I'm on the phone with, a lot of the leaders I co- I'm coaching, thinking through staffing adjustments and adjustments to budget and, you know, just some of those hard decisions that are coming with, you know, unexpected change. 
And it's very easy to give in to pessimism. Um, and so there's a real conscientious choice in that. And I like that realistic optimism because I do. I think sometimes people are like, well, you know, it feels almost Pollyanna to be optimistic about things that we, you know, you feel like you have such little control over. But that's it, that's helpful framing. I appreciate that, Jeff. Well, let me, um, I, I know I could probably keep throwing a zillion questions at you, but we probably have to wrap up in a few minutes. Tell me a little bit about, you know, I think one of the things that I notice a lot with leaders that I'm working with is not having an eye on legacy or like their long-term leadership impact. You know, that it's like, there's this, this commitment to growing and finding my place and making my mark as a leader and our leadership's stays kind of self-focused rather than others focused. And I think there's this importance of having a sense of legacy and like, what am I, what am I doing to leave a legacy, both in my life and my leadership? And I hear even in you, as we talk, that there's very much a focus on how your, your impact on others and the influence that you have on others. Is there anything you would encourage leaders with about that, you know, keeping an others focused perspective and kind of having an eye on legacy as they lead? Yeah. Oh, man. Such an important question. I think it's the name of the game. You know, in the book, Do Life Differently, I talk about these these actually sort of stages of life that aren't really stages, and it's survival and success and significance. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was young and and starting out as a financial advisor, you know, holy cow, I, I struggled and I ate a lot of peanut butter and I very, you know, it felt tenuous, mm-hmm. uh, literally getting by. But then at some point I became successful. And when I became successful, uh, honestly, my creature comforts were, were growing up. You know, I was getting better and better about that. I was eating a lot less peanut butter, I can tell you. <laughs> and I had the ability to kind of have things. And uh, that period of my life was a little more about me and maybe my family and providing, but it took me a little while to realize that that just doesn't, that is not the answer. And the answer is to run towards significance, not success, but significance. And, 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 uh, you know, if success is, is summiting the mountain, then significance is summiting the mountain with a string of climbers behind you that yeah. wouldn't have made it without. Yeah. Uh, and man, is that ever uh, more gratifying, more fulfilling, more fun, and more the design of what we were created to do and be in, you know, in the pursuit of that abundant life. And so I think that's, that's something that's pretty important. Another thing, Jenny, that I've mentioned is another acronym that, I love. And uh, in fact, I can use it with that word. I, I, I said the HOPE ac- acronym earlier. Well, this one's bold hope, bold hope, but bold is be, own, love, and do. And I love to spend time thinking about, you, you see, I'm a doer. So mm-hmm. the, the, in that acronym, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may not be a good, I may not be good as good at loving others, I may not be as good at thinking about being or owning the issue and taking personal responsibility, but I think as I journey forward as a leader, people in my life that, I, that I'm seeking to impact and be a catalyst with need me to be more, to own more, to, to love more, and to do more in the pursuit of helping them elevate. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you for um, taking the time. Thanks for your work and your influence. I am I am so encouraged by leaders like yourself who have had made such a mark and are doing so much great work, um, especially in the marketplace. And uh, and then just with such great conviction and um, your faith guiding and leading what you do. So thank you for your faithfulness. Thanks for your influence. And um, we'll be sure to link to the book so others can check that out. Um, the book is called do life differently, a strategic path toward extraordinary. So I want to encourage everybody to check that out. But Jeff, thank you for your time. Thank you for who you are. This was so fun to connect today. Thanks, Jenny. Man, what a privilege, not only to get to visit with you, but to get to visit with you with an earshot of so many tremendous leaders who are making such an impact in our world. I'm just grateful to get to be a small part of this extraordinary uh, journey that you're on. What a, what a privilege. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.